0: listening to a podcast presented by Providencia West Palm Beach, a church that exists for the flourishing of all people located in the city center of West Palm Beach, Florida. Our hope is to love our city, listen to your story, and practice the grace of God. We hope you enjoy this content. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Our scripture reading tonight comes from John 10.10.
1: It's a short one. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and to have it to the full.
2: going to move this table over guys here just for a second.
0: Do
2: you guys have mics? Do you have a mic, Maddie? Oh, look at this. Amazing. Um, guys, my name is Keith Case and uh, I am a pastor here at Providencia and uh, we're so excited to have you all here tonight. If we could, Ben could um, find the QR code. Um, for these dear people. If you're visiting with us tonight and you would like to uh, be more connected to the church, um, you know, know what's going on, you might want to wait till the end of the service before you make that decision, but... uh, (laughs) just in case uh, you can scan this QR with your phone and it'll bring up a little link and you can click that link and it'll uh, lead you to a place where you can fill out your email, phone number, stuff like that. And you'll get emails from us about all the events because we have a lot of them uh, happening uh, throughout the week. Um, We are in a new series called Living Stones. And one of the things we're going to be going through is the Apostles' Creed. Uh, Tonight, as we read the Apostles' Creed, uh, Our God, the creator of heaven and earth, and the first thing I thought of was artist. Our God is an artist. And I was having this conversation with somebody this week about how God, for me, I had to begin to think of him as an artist instead of creator. It was Christina Wood, that's who I was talking to, Christina Wood, who's on tour right now. She's in Chicago uh, playing tonight with her band. Um, But we were talking about that, and she said, yeah, because creator makes it sound like it's already done. It's like a static word in a way, but artist is dynamic. Artist is like alive. Artist is like happening right now, like art's being made. And uh, last night, uh, some of us were hanging out with this incredible local artist, musician, uh, Blake Hanley, who's here with us tonight. Uh, Ghost Lion uh, was playing last night up at the Kelsey Theater. I saw many of you there, which is unbelievable to me that you're here now. Um, Because typically when we have some kind of big event concert party on the weekend, everybody who shows up at that is not at church uh, the next day. Um, So so cool to have uh, all of you here tonight. But Blake, thank you so much for giving us your gift last night, the gift of your creativity, your music, your artwork. It is a soundtrack in my family for real. Um, And my kids were there just having a blast as as well as me. So um, this tonight is... uh, A night that's a little bit, kind of bittersweet for me. Um, I have gotten to know these two beautiful people over the course of the last well, Jordan, four years. Maybe just a little bit shorter. Um, And I'm sorry, eight, eight, four years on staff. Sorry, at Memorial. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was at the concert last night, so. Anyway, I'm catching up. But I've gotten to know them over the course of these years and uh, see them actually as artists. And it's one of the things that's been so cool uh, for me is to see them and their creativity. Um, And so I see them as artists. And um, I know you guys um, have had your own transformation, if you will. And Jordan preached this morning at Memorial and he said, you know, I want to tell you the story of how I became a living stone. That's a pretty cool beginning to a story, right? Like, I like that. Like, that was really cool. So we're going to do a little bit of that tonight. Um, and the first question I had for you guys, just in your journey for Matty, in your journey um, with Providencia in the church is, how has uh, Providencia helped you in your understanding of self? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've re- we've just been reflecting a lot, like we're getting ready to move um, in a few weeks, and reflecting on our experience here at Prov. I think Providencia is like our whole life <laughs> here. It's like our friends, the Jordans' work, um, the people we hang out with on the weekends. Um, yeah, and it just feels like our whole life is this little bubble. So it's very bittersweet and. Crazy to reflect on getting ready to leave and just all that's kind of happened over the last few years. Um, but Jordan and I both, we were, Jordan's been from here from the beginning, um, as many of you know, but I started coming about four years ago, and I really, I actually came to Providencia on my first day living in Florida, um, and I wasn't really wanting to go to church at all, but I lived in walking distance and didn't really know anyone um, and I had heard a few good things about it so I just (laughs) kind of stumbled over here, um, ended up meeting Sarah Claire and then later that week I ran into Keith and a few other people at Grandview back when everyone was hanging out over there and just within my first few days of living here I already like people recognized me at Grandview and like Uh, Remembered my name and wanted to get coffee, and just to feel like I was already known um, and cared for was so special. Um, I grew up overseas, so I'm what's called a third culture kid, and so uh, (laughs) 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 Amy is as well. um, And yeah, I think finding belonging and home is always like a very challenging thing for me, and so to be able to have found that here has been so special. And I think really that belonging, not being contingent on anything, just being present has been so special and such a gift. Um, Yeah, I could go on, but I'll leave it at that. I
2: I thought you told me that it was the first time you visited, you saw Jordan and that's why you kept coming back every time um, no one one thing about one thing about uh Maddie too that some of you may not know if you've come in the last couple of years because we closed it during COVID but uh Maddie helped us launch our first um entrepreneurs um, group that we had here at the church and it served a lot of people before COVID and then once COVID happened um Maddie helped us with just getting people jobs, like trying to help people find jobs and um, resumes and all this kind of stuff. So um, just grateful for, because some of you don't know that part of her journey here, just grateful for your time serving in that way too, Maddie.
3: Yeah, it's it's very hard to sort of sum up in any sort of succinct and meaningful way. And so I'll share a few things. But first of all, I want to just shout out that Back in the early days, I think I referred to as the cowboy and the cowgirl days. And uh, last week of Providencia, I knew it would be a good service when I could hear Anne Supreme screaming during worship. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be a good Sunday. Yeah. And it's awesome to see um, Anne Supreme back there. So I hope I get a little shout out if I say something cool in the next 20 minutes or so. Because <laughs> she is the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if I was to sum it up, that, that's why the, the, sort of the verse there from John, 10, uh, John 10, 10 resonated was that life here has been so full, um, and it's been fun, and it's been full. And, and it's very hard to sort of pinpoint um, a couple of different things, but it, it's just that before I came here, I sort of navigated life with the handbrake on, where I kind of wasn't fully connected to myself and wasn't connected to other people. And what I've learned through here is the, the call to embrace the fullness of life. So to embrace the highs, to embrace the lows, and to embrace the sort of the boring in between. And doing that with community, uh, doing that with people um, has made me um, a fuller person. And I used to be someone that just chased the highs, um, but now I feel like the highs are, are fuller. They're more sustainable. And I'm not scared of the sort of the come down anymore. And I'm not scared of sadness anymore. And so I feel like I have been equipped to embrace the fullness of life and all that life has to offer and to see every emotion as a gift and to see the beauty in it, no matter like where it originates from. Um, and to say that if you turn off one of them, you turn off all of them. And uh, some of you know that there's, there's sort of like a before and after Uh, Jordan's story during my time here at Providencia, Um, there's a few giggles. So um, sobriety is part of my story here uh, in the good old U.S. of A. And so now that was six years ago now, just shy of six years now. And so in the lead up to that, um, I mean, you, you can get Keith in private and ask him some stories after I'm on a plane to Bangkok. But there were some pretty interesting situations I got myself in. And um, Keith and Sarah Claire essentially did an intervention with me, um, and they recommended, you're not supposed to say it in public, but you would find this group at the very start of the Yellow Pages, and then, um, <laughs> um, slow burn, and, you know, and I was, and I, was I, I felt like a fraud um, within myself, uh, and I would have a recurring nightmare, and um, before I would preach or do anything up front, that somebody who knew the the other side of Jordan, would sort of walk in mid-sermon and be like, you're a liar and you're a fraud. And I would just like crumble behind the pulpit and be like, it's all true. Um, But now um, having like faced those demons and and not being, obviously it was a scary and it was a challenging process, but um, alcohol for me was sort of the tip of the iceberg and it invited me to be curious about everything else below that. And that sort of has bled into the fullness question of, for me, it was wrestling with my relationship with alcohol enabled me to step into this fullness of life. And that was only possible through sort of the love and care of people like Keith and Sarah Claire, And so the, the ultimate irony was, though, so I was doing my MDiv at PBA, was doing an internship at the church here. And I was like, I really need to go to one of those meetings that people don't tell you that they go to. Um, and I Googled where it was, and it was in the basement of this church here. Um, on a Saturday morning. Pretty easy to find. And I was like, hmm, okay. Um, And then I had never, before that stage, I had never met a Scottish person in West Palm Beach. And I went to this meeting, and the first person I met to was from Scotland. And he was born in the same town my dad was born in, in Scotland. So all these, like, crazy coincidences started falling into place. And so that was sort of the portal, if you like, for me to really step into this, this fullness of life question. Love it.
2: Um, very confusing for Jordan, though, coming to America, because, you know, he came to the U.S., uh, not a Presbyterian, and he didn't play golf. Um, He did drink. Um, He's leaving the U.S. sober, and now he plays golf, and he's been on staff at a Presbyterian church for four years, so.
3: And Maddie looks more Scottish than me.
2: Yes, that's true, yeah. So, it's a little confusing, but who knows what Bangkok will hold uh, in store for you. Uh, Just as Jordan was sharing to those stories, I It's been wild to see uh, how many times Jordan has shared a story with me or we've experienced something together, a story or some happening where it was like, okay, maybe there is a God, right? I'm a a pastor, okay, I believe in God and everything. But you're like, like, oh, no, no, like really, really, this is like wild. Like, oh, my gosh,
3: Um, there's so many stories like that. Yeah, I can share one super quick one. So, um, Sarah Claire at the time w- was doing an internship um, at a, a rehab facility when she was doing her counseling degree. And she recommended this program to me. Um, and I f- um, she gave me a phone number of her British friend who she knew was in the same program. And so I called this guy and he really stands out in my mind because his name was Blades and nobody in the UK has a silly nickname like Blades. So it was ingrained in my mind of like, that's, that's really bizarre. And so I spoke to him, he kind of sowed the seed three years later and um, Memorial offered me the job um, offered me a full time job. And um, I had never met this guy. I only spoke to him on the phone once. And so to celebrate, I was like, I'm just going to go for a cruise on my scooter and go and get some food. So I just cruised down A1A. I wasn't really have a, had a plan. And as the sun was setting, I turned in right around Del Rey, just went to the first restaurant I pulled into, ordered some food um, and I heard an English accent on the other side of the bar. Um, and I just made some small talk with him. And I said, oh, do you live here? Are you a tourist? And he goes, no, no, um, I live here. My name's Blades. Nice to meet you. Um, And I just, like, started crying into my chicken wings (laughs) right there. Because I was like, I thought me getting the job here was such a sign of the growth I had experienced. He, even though it was only a 20-minute phone call three years before, just nudged me enough in the right direction. And then when I got the job, he was sitting right there across from me. So like a little divine wink that you're on the right track. Amazing. Um, So how has this experience of
2: being invested in this community affected your relationship and how you guys have, we we had this conversation the other night that uh, Jordan 2.0, like Jordan 1.0 and Matty would probably not have been a good thing, but Jordan 2.0, a great thing. Um, How how has being in this community uh, affected your relationship the way you guys are doing your relationship and thinking about that?
1: Yeah, so we met here. Um, I think we actually met like at the birthday dinner, maybe, I don't know, 2018, 19. Um, and I remember Jordan Jordan Smith is like a pretty basic name. So I have <laughs> in my phone in the about section, prov like in case I would forget like who Jordan Smith was. <laughs> um, I think it's still there. But yeah, we met here um, and we were friends for over a year before we started dating. And I think we both really feel like Providencia has just given us shared values and shared language that have made, that has made navigating like a relationship, um, dating, getting married so much easier. And just a community to be able to do that within um, has been so safe and like Sarah Claire has been like a counselor to both of us um, since when we were single, as we were dating, and then, I mean, still to this day. And I feel like that's just such a beautiful gift to have that for yourself and then also to know that your partner um, is safe in community as well. Um, and it takes so much pressure off of like you too. I don't know. Figure out things on your own because you just both have this like wide web of people that care so much for you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first
3: thing. And um, for me, it was Keith hosted uh, a Made to Flourish event, and they <laughs> and they brought in a speaker who no longer works for Made to Flourish, mm-hmm. um, and he's he shared this sort of like very dry capitalism like hoorah sort of speech, and I could see out of the corner of my eye like this girl who's just like rolling her eyes like at this guy and I'm like hmm this could be kind of interesting and then so afterwards I saw that she made a beeline for him and kind of cornered him asked him this <laughs> question about like why trickle down economics doesn't work da, da, da. so I think the first thing that drew me to Maddo, Matty was like a, a mutual suspicion of capitalism and that was <laughs> sort of say our, our our kindred spirit connected together and but I, I think similar to what Matty said I think It enabled me to sort of trust the dating process that the sort of shared belief was a sort of a scaffolding that we could hang our relationship onto and just trust that if it was meant to be, it would work out and I didn't have to do anything uh, to force it or to make it happen. And I think that stems back to sort of having the groundedness within myself that if it didn't work out and Maddie decided, no, well, I could maybe find greener pastures elsewhere that that was her decision and it didn't necessarily reflect about my self-worth. So I had to get to the place where I was comfortable within myself to accept the potential rejection um, and just kind of hold it as she can choose to participate in this journey if she wants to and if she does, awesome, that would be really fun. And if she doesn't, um, I'm not scared to, to pick up the pieces if I need to. Love that. Um, You guys both mentioned this, but if you're new here,
2: one of the things that will end up happening at some point is that we will um, invite you to pursue counseling. Uh, I go to counseling every other week. Uh, My wife goes to counseling every other week. Uh, We put high value on counseling here in this church. I think at this point we have like eight grad students who are pursuing counseling degrees uh, in this church. Um, Some churches create future pastors. We create future counselors. Um, and uh, But we really have seen such, um, you know, such the gift that counseling is, the gift that having somebody sit with you and give you the space to process your story, to process your life, to think about your life. Um, are you going to tell the strawberry story? Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah. So it's just a gift um, that we will encourage you to uh, pursue. And along with that, is that if you are a part of this community and you would like to start doing that, that we give people in our community $300 to start going to counseling, if that's something that you need financially. Uh, that's how much we are invested in it and we wanna make that investment in you. So just as a side note for any of you here that you can, you know, jot that down, if that's something that you would ever like to pursue, you just let, let us know. Um, but so cool how not just counselors, but having a community to be in life with um, creates such an awesome support network. Okay, so as you guys head off, um, one amazing fact about Maddie of determination is she applied for 300, how many jobs was it? 308 jobs uh, during the whole COVID situation, right? And uh, you know, Time and patience, people, right? Now she works for the UN uh, as a contractor, correct? Yeah. Right? And uh, that's part of their whole, you know, moving is uh, going to Thailand and Bangkok because new opportunities are opening up there uh, for Maddie and it's super exciting. Um, but for both of you, how has being a part of this community uh, shaped the way you in, uh, you view your co- your career, your calling as it comes to Uh, city engagement and world engagement.
1: Yeah, so I've always been, or not always, but before I came to Prov, I had like a very clear vision of the type of work that I wanted to do and kind of the social justice issues that I felt like very passionate about. So I've never really lacked in, like, the personal motivation (laughs) and ambition. Um, Like, yeah, Keith said, um, then I graduated. I finished my master's in 2020 and had, like, this internship lined up, and basically everything was canceled. I was planning to move, um, yeah, out of the U.S. basically as soon as I finished, and then, you know, that wasn't an option (laughs) anymore. And so, yeah, I had a really tough year of being unemployed, um, applying to, you know, so many things, interviewing, like so many things not working out. Um, And I think the thing about Providencia was just like the community that I had throughout that time, like I felt so encouraged, supported. I was in story group with like a lot of people that are here. um, And I just remember like crying every week, like processing the interview that I had or, Yeah, just it being such a trying season and um, kind of trying to balance like this is what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing, but it's not working out and like there's a global pandemic. Um, And so now to be like in the season that we're in and getting ready to go um, and also that was as Jordan and I were dating. So I think kind of going back to the last question, it was like navigating all of this uncertainty, but Jordan was very much like, like he said, just kind of open and along for the ride. Um, and that made him like very, like a very safe, like stable partner for me throughout that very kind of tumultuous season. Um, but one second. Um. <laughs> Oh yeah, and yeah, throughout that time as well, I mean, a lot of you know, so I was um, working part-time jobs, like I babysat for the cases for so many people, really like funded my life as I was like working on applying for jobs, I started a little like side hustle selling used clothes, and I think like every woman in the church has been a customer. They're Um, actually wearing
2: the clothes right now. Just stand up.
1: But that was just so special to like feel it so tangibly um, Mm -hmm. supported kind of in that way. And kind of going back to what Keith was saying about (laughs) the work for like employment creation here um, and supporting entrepreneurs, that's a lot of what I do right now in my job and kind of what I've always wanted to do. I work with the International Labor Organization and it's all focused on like job creation, economic development, um, supporting small and medium-sized enterprises um, in the Asia Pacific region. But I felt like when I couldn't do it there, like I was kind of able to do it here in my own community and that was really special, Um, yeah, so.
3: Amazing. Yeah, I, I joked this morning that um, at this stage in Keith and I's relationship that I could probably finish 90 percent of his sermon illustrations and um, because I've heard them and know most of them so well. And the, one of the one that particularly resonates is that um, his grandfather-in-law, Amy's grandfather, um, he took over organizing um, some strawberry farms for Safeways in California. And when he took over, they were the worst strawberries in America. They were all sad, shriveled, like they were probably the same color as this carpet, like just not fun strawberries to be around. And so um, the grandfather-in-law was asked some, some questions of, I wonder how we can make these strawberries better. I don't think it's to do with the seed, it's to do with the soil. So they got all the scientists in there, they checked the soil and the soil had no nutrients in it whatsoever. And so they loaded the soil, pumped it up with nutrients and lo and behold, the next season, uh, safely had the best strawberries on the market, right? Beautiful, delicious, perfect strawberries, um, and I'd always and Keith goes on to say that Often we're taught or we're led to believe that the problem is with us Not the context we're in like we're the poor little shriveled boring strawberries when we have the potential to be Beautiful strawberries. I feel ridiculous talking about beautiful strawberries right now. You are but a beautiful strawberry I though. am a beautiful strawberry. Yeah. take that to the bank And so it was really to do with the soil and so me Landing in West Palm, living here for eight years has been a time where I have been enriched by the community here, by the soil here, and I've been equipped. And and I think that has, I had a a natural lean to be curious about other people and about the world, and I think my time here has only cemented that. And to your question, I think that to be curious about other people, other cultures, has really sort of, that curiosity combined with the equity and justice work that we've done particularly with with Tabernacle has really sort of pointed me towards a career where I want to bring um, that gifting into a space called um, freedom of religion or belief, which brings religious freedom and freedom of the press in developing democracies. But the, the crazy thing is so, so Maddie's traveled a lot. She grew up in South Korea and I have never been to Asia. I, I, I know my way around like a, a Thai restaurant, you know the, the menu, menu yeah. um, but I've never been to Asia. And I have a pretty full life here. I have lots of connections. I know lots of people. And in Bangkok, I've messaged a couple of people on LinkedIn and sent a few emails. And so I'm really stepping into a season of, like, I'm not too sure what's going to happen. And I'll be going to a conference to try and network a little bit. Um, but I'm not scared. I'm, I'm excited. And there's probably a little bit of fear there. But I do see it as a, total, a joy and an honor to support my tea. Um, as she takes on this this amazing opportunity. And yes, I am saying goodbye to lots of things here, and that does make it a real bittersweet tension. But I think what we are hoping to pursue, and I, as I support Maddie, I, I'm comfortable and confident that the way I've been equipped here, the opportunities will arise, even if they're not super clear right now. Beautiful. Um,
2: when uh, Jordan shared this morning in church after to close everything out. I um, I got up and I said, you know, Jordan came in to uh, West Palm Beach with the energy of a hurricane. <laughs> um, and uh, he's leaving like an arrow. Um, and he has like, it's been so cool to see his direction and focus and um, just come be at home in yourself and be grounded and um, to see both of you in, in that journey Um, because, you know, I know for you, Maddie, it's like learning to just breathe in it all, right? Um, And just so excited for you guys and also so sad uh, to leave, to have you guys leave. Um, But we are so, um, so excited. And that door, we can always open it for you guys if you (laughs) ever want to come back, all right? Um, Thank you guys so much for uh, being up here and sharing and um, I'm gonna lead us in communion now. Yes, thank you guys.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode. The work we do is made possible by your partnership and generosity. If you enjoyed the content and would like to support our work, please visit providenciawpb.org and click on the give link. The music you hear in the beginning and end of our show was written, produced, and recorded by our music collective, Paradise Hymns. Find their original songs wherever you stream music. Thanks again, and have a blessed day.